The high school basketball playoffs are powered by the Packwood Locker here on Round Guy Radio. But as of all year long, uh, the Waco Warriors uh, have been sponsored by 4M Plumbing uh, in Washington, Iowa. We have Coach Kissel. Coach, uh, that was a heck of a game uh, that you played in the first round against Pekin. Uh, welcome to the program. Oh, it's good to be here talking about Waco Warrior basketball. Yeah, well, it was a great game last night. Yeah, uh, a, a great game. Both, I mean, you know, there wasn't a player on the floor or on the bench that just didn't lay it all out there last night. Uh, why don't you take our, you know, I got the privilege of seeing it, and then we talked to Andy Kretzinger uh, after the game who, who was there. Uh, but uh, tell our listeners what a great game it was, uh, how hard Pekin fought and played. Uh uh, and also how well you guys came together, particularly there in the fourth quarter where you um, finally started. It seemed like uh, there was a shot by uh, uh, Richie. Uh, yep. A, a three-point shot that kind of um, maybe separated that game out. And there's like, maybe like three three minutes or something left in the fourth, somewhere in there. I don't know. But I remember that shot was, was – but up until then, um, boy, Coach Swanson's team played well, didn't they? They did. Coach does a great job over there. Uh, we played them just last Tuesday night, beat them by 28, and kind of was kind of a cruise control game, I'd describe it. You know, I, and I told the kids, you know, Coach Swanson has something planned for us for next week because we already knew who we were playing in the first round. And uh, he came out last night with a little wrinkle in the defense there with a box and one on Hunter and uh, offensive sets that they didn't show the week before. And so it wasn't something they just kind of threw together. You know, they'd been working on it for a while. And so uh, their kids had a nice game plan and executed it really well. And so we came out, I kind of took charge early. We were up uh, by nine at one point. Uh, I think it was 17 to six. Uh, later in the first period there, Reese Oswald hit a big three. Our posts were doing a great job feeding off each other. Uh, Chase Waterhouse and Colton Lichty and uh, right before the end of the quarter I believe it was Milliken uh, their little sophomore guard hit a three and then we had a rebound at the end and we were trying to push it up the floor and it just hit off our guard's hand just right bounced to the younger Adam and he threw up a three and made it and all of a sudden it was like a six point swing in that final 30 seconds and all of a sudden went from 17 to 6 to 17 to 12 which Still a nice lead for us in a playoff game, but all of a sudden the momentum kind of shifted there. Uh, Pekin gained some confidence and played us really even there uh, through the middle quarters as they, uh, like I said, they did a good job kind of taking Hunter away, but Hunter's a good player, and so he's, we've seen this before, so he started facilitating more. Uh, he ended up with 13 rebounds for us and really did a nice job on the defensive end. Uh, and like I said, with our impact then going into the fourth quarter, uh, he was able to take it to the basket and made four free throws down the stretch for us. Hunter did. Uh, and you were talking about a big shot there. We were up, I think, five, and Isaac Rich got a skip from uh, Reese Oswald across the top of their zone uh, and hit a big three to put it to seven. And that just kind of... Yeah, it kind of built from there. I mean, uh, up until that point, though... Uh, it just seemed like they just kept hanging around and clawing back into it, you know? Yeah, John did a great job kind of controlling the game as much as he could from a coaching standpoint. So we get a little run, maybe push it to nine points. He'd call timeout, uh, get something drawn up, and it always seemed to either an offensive rebound led to a three or a nice little set play 
uh, led to a three-pointer for them, and all of a sudden it's back down to six, and you know it gives them a little more of a confidence as they were playing throughout the game. And so, uh, but our bigs did a great job inside. I mentioned them before. Chase Waterhouse was seven for seven from the field, uh, six rebounds. Uh, Colton Lichty ended up with 26 points. He had four big threes uh, as they were kind of packing in the middle. He forced them out. Uh, and then he was 9 for 12 from the line uh, down the stretch, which when they started to foul at the end of the game, uh, he was able to ice it along with uh, Hunter Hughes at the line. So it, it was a nice win for us, and it's the kind of type of game you expect in the playoffs. Uh, we were, I think, 3-5 matchup or whatever, but it was the third time we were playing Pekin. And so uh, I think you look at, like, rebounding, uh, we were only managed six offensive rebounds, and they only managed like about a half dozen also. So both teams really locked in on taking away those second opportunities. Uh, it was a very clean game. I think both teams had about a dozen turnovers. Uh, and it was just, I thought, a really well-played game. And we just came out and were able to, you know, simple game, just make more baskets when it came down to the end. We were able to limit peak into... I think 30% field goal percentage. And so uh, both teams just did an excellent job challenging shooters. And we were, like I said, it's a great way to stay, start the playoffs for us. And it just kind of continues the nice trend of basketball we've been able to play here the last two weeks of the season. Well, Pinkett really had a great season. Um, uh, the only team they seem to really, uh, at least the only team that's uh, uh, in the conference that they really did struggle with was you guys. Uh, they seem to you know, split with a lot of teams and, and uh, uh, performed pretty well. Um, but uh, what did you think about Jordan, or is it Jordan or Jaden Wolvers? Uh, uh, I thought he played pretty amazing like that in the last. In no, the he had a great game for him, a great way to end his senior year. I know he had 13 points, and he was one of those guys that just seemed to hit that three, at, you know, as a senior, hit that big shot to kind of stop our run and give them a little breath of life. Uh, Dahlstrom did a nice job, another senior. I think he had 12 points. And uh, he had four threes also. So uh, on the night, they had nine threes. And they just, I mean, and that kept them in the game, you know, kept kept them, I guess, you know, with the confidence that they could compete. And uh, compete they did, especially on the defensive end. Well, um, uh, you know, guys like, you know, big kids like Hughes and Lichty uh, and Waterhouse there, uh, they, they caught, create problems, obvious, with their size and strength. Uh, but then you get a player like Milliken, who presents a different set of circumstances. Uh, I've talked this over with Coach Edwards, you know. He says that uh, sometimes really small players uh, can do things and make present unique challenges. No, they do. And like I said, Coach Swanson put him in a place to succeed. You know, when he was subbed into the game, uh, it was a matchup he liked. On uh, their box and one, he was able to play on top of their zone, so you're not taking him inside and posting him up and taking advantage of his height. And so having him out on the floor, just another shooter, it stretches the defense, uh, so you can't collapse in on Wolver or the, uh, Adam or Davis. Can't help off as much because if he gets a little break or a little side of the rim, he's a good shooter and he gets it up quick. So like he ended up with a couple threes last night against us. And... Uh, He's only a sophomore, so he's only going to get better. Well, you got a couple of players that I really enjoy uh, when they're, you know, doing well and you're they're smiling and 
celebrating, maybe even dancing a little bit. That's Waterhouse and Lickety. Uh, I call them the Disco Dan uh, Ford twins there. Uh, uh, I, I love to watch them when they're, you know, when they're playing good and they're happy. Uh, uh, it kind of rubs off on everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, they do a nice job staying loose out there on the floor sometimes. Uh, but they know when to pick their moments. Like They're pretty focused in there and working their tails off. And uh, this is the time where they really shine, where you know, the officials let them play a little more and they can be physical. Uh, and so the last few games, uh, they've done a good job staying under control and out of foul trouble so they can stay on the floor. And uh, you can see the damage they can do. I think this is maybe the fifth or sixth time where Chase has been in double digits, if not leading us in scoring. He had 16 last night, and like I said, Colton had his fine game with 26, so uh, they're really starting to shoot well, and I, like you said, they put a lot of pressure on teams, especially in 1A basketball, and you have two bigs that can... Well, I think they did a lot uh, to help when you win. Uh, now, uh, this Egley kid, uh, I don't... What is his first name? Isaac. Isaac, Isaac Egley, you know, uh, um... I was always such a big admirer of Ty Egley. Uh, I thought he was such a great a athlete. But this young man, Scotty and I talked it over, and we, we wanted to name him uh, Freshman of the Year. Uh, he does a lot. I don't know if he puts a lot of uh, stats on the on the board, but the way he just brings the ball up and hustles all around and even grabs some rebounds, and he just, you know, he, he makes a pass. He makes a, a, a steal. He, he, he comes up with the ball. Uh, he's available to pass. He just becomes open, and they can pass it to him when someone else is in trouble. High high basketball IQ. What do you think of him? Uh, he's a great kid to have around, and I'm glad to have him for another three years after this year. Uh, this is his freshman year, and uh, so there's a little bit of learning. But we do a lot in the summer, and uh, Isaac came in, committed the time. Uh, he does a lot of AAU stuff, but he also wanted to be there when the team went to team camps, just so he could get those. Uh, moments with his teammates and kind of get familiar with our system and what he would need to do to be successful on the floor. And so uh, when Hunter was out a few games, he showed that he can score. Uh, with Hunter back, he understands he's more of a facilitator. And so he's getting the ball to those seniors that in places that they can score. And so, yeah, I couldn't ask for any more. So he, he does a great job. And uh, like I said, in the playoffs, he adds just one more dimension to our team. Well, everybody contributed. Uh, uh, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about? No, I just, uh, as you look at their team, you know, I mentioned Dahlstrom. And uh, one of the things that we really did is we really focused on limiting his looks. And Reese Oswald got that challenge and I thought did a great job. Uh, he sacrifices a lot of his offense to put the energy he needs to in that defensive matchup. And he's going to have another tough one come Thursday night. And then Clayton Miller comes off the bench and gives him a little break. And he has to have that same intensity and uh, stick to it that Reese shows. And so, yeah. uh, like that, Dahlstrom did a nice job getting free and hit a few threes on us. But uh, those two really, I, I would say, if you asked him, uh, really frustrated him last night and was probably a key to really limiting peak in this season where those two guys' defensive effort. Well, Oswald's play uh... – Really starting there in Moravia, uh, I think he helped lead you to that win and uh, was a big leader on the floor tonight. Probably going to be a big leader in this next game uh, that we're fixing to talk about. Uh, uh, Notre Dame, uh, how about that? Uh, they're pretty dang good. Uh, uh, I think they got some height. Uh, not like they did last year, I don't think. But 
I haven't got to see them. Um, so tell me a little bit about them. No, they're a uh, traditional, you know, I don't want to call them blue blood program in the South, rich tradition. Uh, last year they had a 6'6 Jones kid that uh, could really plug up the lane and this year they don't have that 6'6 kid they do have a couple 6'2, 6'3 kids uh, but they they have the same guards from last year um, they play a very uh, in your face style of defense and I, I kind of compare it to like a pass rush on uh, in the NFL where they're coming at you full speed and that's how they try to take away your post play they're going to put a lot of pressure on the ball so you don't feel comfortable enough to get that angle or uh, patient enough to get that pass inside and so there's going to be a lot of ball pressure applied on Thursday night against the Warriors and that uh, starts with their guards and they have a senior senior laden group there they have a, a bowl kid he's about 5'11 he's about a 38% three-point field goal shooter uh, but he's really good at getting to the basket he's really quick uh, they have another senior uh, guard I believe he's uh Got some commitment to Western Illinois to play basketball next year. He's about 6'3", a Delaney kid. And he's uh, he's kind of a slimmed-down version of uh, Luke Helligy. I know you appreciate his game. Uh, he's a little quicker than Luke, but he's got that same smooth jump shot from the outside, and he'll take it to the basket when he has the opportunities. Uh, they also have a, another senior that plays post for him, about 6'2", a Schwanker kid. He's had some brothers play there. Yeah, we've heard uh, about him for a couple of years. Yeah, he does a really nice job, and he'll be banging inside with one of our posts and uh, taking up space uh, while also creating his own shot. Uh, he does a nice job for them on, on the interior. Uh, and with that, you also have another uh, senior, Spencer Brent, uh, six-foot guard. Uh Again, he's probably more the slasher type than the shooter, but he can knock him down from outside too. So you're going to see that description as, as I describe all their players, guys that can take it to the basket and then shoot threes. And then they have a sophomore, uh, Shea Stevens. Uh, he's a six-foot sophomore. This is a long, angular kid. Uh, kind of has that other players, you know, you could mention him with – you know, the Watkins kid from West Burlington or the Martin kid, he's kind of in that mold. He's just a slithery player that's really smooth and uh, has a really high basketball IQ, shoots the ball well, and, again, takes it to the basket. So uh, they present a bit of a challenge for any team, and they're 15-6 and six on the season, and they're seated number two in our district, and so they've got the right to host, and uh, it's going to be a challenge come Thursday night. Yeah, it, 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 but it's going to be a great game. Um is uh, Waco Warrior Vision there going to be there covering the game? Yeah, one of the things, since we have our sponsorships, uh, we get uh, money during the year from them, and then that money goes to pay for our equipment and all that entails. And then we also pay to uh, stream the events during the playoffs. So, like tonight, the girls are in Montezuma. Uh, Michelle Wade and Alex Cardenas will be going up there and uh, streaming the Warrior cast for everybody that can't make it up to the game. And Thursday night, they'll be down at Burlington, Notre Dame, and it uh, costs about uh, about $500 to provide that service, but that's what the sponsors ship money's for. And so uh, all the people can still enjoy the game if they can't make it there. It's the sponsors that really make high school basketball go. Without them, um, it'd just be really difficult, I guess, and there wouldn't be any coverage. That's for no. sure. 
And I think that there's a lot of people that appreciate that. And like, Whoa. like you said, uh, if you're stuck somewhere, you want to catch good basketball, you want to watch the Waco Warriors, uh, our YouTube channel's there and, uh, the community supports it. And there's a lot of people that, I guess for us, they, they still show up to support Waco at, like I said, at Burlington on Thursday night, there'll be a lot of Columbia blue in that gym. And so, uh, this is for those people that can't make it there and uh, still want to see their relatives, friends, or whoever still competing. I'm a huge consumer of all things Waco uh, Vision or whatever it's called. Uh, past, <laughs> I think, actually. Uh, yep. But, um, yeah, you guys do a great job and, and you have great su- support. Uh, that's what makes this uh, makes the success possible, really. Well, uh, what are you going to have to do... Um, what do you got to do to, to come out and be successful in this game? Well, like I said, they're a unique team, and they'll put a lot of ball pressure on us, and we have to be able to handle that. We have to be able to uh, control the tempo to where we want it, and so they they want to play fast. They want to get up and down. I always describe it kind of as an AAU mentality where they're going to get up, get the first good shot, get it up quick, crash the boards, and then sprint back, and then sprint the other way, and then sprint back, and then sprint the other way. And so we have to handle that transition game. And so uh, while we do that, we still want to be focused on our interior play. That's where we have an advantage against a lot of teams. And Notre Dame's no exception with uh, Waterhouse and Lichty. They're going to be the engines inside that kind of spark our offense. And then Hunter Hughes is Hunter Hughes. And so when he gets his opportunities, he's going to look to score. And uh, he's a matchup problem for any team not to mention our two posts. So uh, a lot of good things that can occur, and we just got to control what we can control. And so uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge, and it's that time of year where uh, every game's a good game. So mm-hmm. it'll be another good one come Thursday night. So it's Thursday night uh, at Burlington, Notre Dame, and these are seven, all these games are 7 o'clock. There's no before games. There's no after games. It's uh, the main event, I guess you would say. Uh, it is, and I think if you go and you're planning on attending there, uh, you have to go and order online. I think if you go to the state website, they have links to the tickets, and uh, you pay there. I don't know if you can pay at the door. I think they do have that option now, but it's a lot smoother if you get them before you go down there, and then you just show them the ticket on your email or your phone or whatever. So, Well, uh the winner of this game will play, I believe, the winner of Winfield Mount Union Danville. That's correct. That'll be the district final, and I think it's at uh, Mediapolis this year. I could be wrong, but well, that might be a cool place to play. Uh, uh, well, um, don't get any easier from here, does it? No, no. And we're we're in a district where I don't know if it was ever easy. There was a lot of uh, uh, lopsided scores there across the state, but in Southeast Iowa, we had some. Uh, pretty competitive games and so I just enjoy being part of that and like I said we played a fine team in Pekin and Coach Swanson and they did their community proud and now we're going to go down to Burlington Notre Dame and see if we can't survive in advance that seems to be the quote this time of year well that first round you know I mean all the actions four or five maybe three six uh uh but I always think like about 20 percent of the games are really kind of competitive uh but uh, round two, 90% of them are, are are competitive, and then it's 100% after that, or maybe 110% after that. Uh, but, yeah, this time of year, it all takes is a shooter's touch, and you've got a chance. 
Well, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we let you go? No, I think we've talked about the game pretty well in detail, and uh, people that listen got a good idea of what we're going up against come Thursday night. Well, I'm glad you were here. Thanks for coming on and previewing the, uh, this next game uh, and kind of regaling us with the story of that last game. That You know, a lot of times I do a lot of flipping around. Uh, I'm doing flipping around that night because it couldn't take my eyes off of that game. That was a fun one. All right, thanks for being with us. No, thanks for letting me talk about water basketball.